Amen. Sin is no match for grace. Hallelujah. Amen. So the grace of God is matchless. It's matchless. Thank you, Father, for your grace. Thank you for your grace. Hallelujah. Amen. Just bless him for his grace. Come on. Mm. The grace of God is really, really awesome. simple question before we go into the heart of the message. Amen. Do you know how to receive from God? When God gives abundantly, how much can you receive? Hallelujah. One of the ways by which we can really receive from God is by showing gratitude for that which we have received. And then as we show much more gratitude, we increase our capacity to receive much more. Hallelujah. Amen. That's that's one of the ways by which you can receive more from God. Amen. Are you grateful for what is done for you? Are you grateful for the life he's given you? Both the natural and far much more than the natural, the spiritual, eternal life. Are you grateful for it? Amen. If you are grateful, just wave your hands to the Lord and just bless him. Oh, 
is a burden the devil has laid on the shoulders of many to make them see what God has not done and then blame him for everything that is wrong. Amen. Hallelujah. But if you would sit down and be sincere with yourself and take a plain sheet divide it into two and then write what God has done and what God has not done. Be sincere. The goodness of God to you, His mercy, His favor, His tender mercies, His loving kindness, His deliverances, and all that He's done for you. And then write them against what you think He has not done. You'll find that, that you have been very unfair very lopsided you will realize that you have been very very unreasonable because you've not given him enough praise that he ought to have given him for God is good and his mercy endures forever I know there are issues in this life and I know temptation is common to all but what about the victory that he has given us in Christ Jesus? We know everybody's temptable, but not everybody's defeatable. Christians are not defeatable. Why? Because we have victory in Christ. As we lay hold on our victory, we realize 
that indeed God has preordained and predetermined these things for us ever before the world began. Hallelujah. So show gratitude to him. Amen. I want to tell your brother, your sister beside you, say, my God is a good God. Say it again. Say, my God is a good God. One more time. Say, my God is a good God. Hallelujah. Father, we approach your word with reverence. We thank you because we have much more than our heart desires because you are generous. You can give us much more than our heart desires. For you can do exceeding abundantly above. All that we ask or think according to your power that is at work within us. And so we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Galatians chapter number 5. I'll start the reading from verse 13. The word of the Lord declares, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all that the law all that the law is, all the law uh, is fulfilled in one word, even in these, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and the spirit, Walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust or the appetite of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, privilings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with their affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, we have been considering walking in the Spirit some weeks um, back. And then we said some basic things about walking in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit does not mean... 
walking in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is involved in walking in the Spirit by energizing us to do so. But walking in the Spirit does not mean walking in the Holy Spirit. It means walking in the order. Walking under the influence of the recreated human spirit. Man is primarily a spirit being that possesses a soul and lives in the body. When man fell, he died. Death means separation from God. His spirit was separated from God, so the spirit became something else. Other than God, but all in the fullness of the devil. And that was the first time the devil became a father. First John 3.10 talks about the distinction between the children of God and the children of the devil. John 8 and verse 44, Jesus called the Pharisees, religious folks, children of the devil. So, when a man is born again, therefore, his spirit is recreated. In other words, he is made alive. Ephesians chapter number 2. If you start the reading from verses 1 downward. We were once dead in our sins and trespasses. And then, because of the death of Jesus Christ, he took our place. We identify with him there because that is substitution. And so, when he died on that cross, when he was crucified, let's start with crucifixion. We were crucified with him. The Bible makes us understand that in this same Galatians that we have read, chapter number 2 and verse 20, he says... Paul speaking by the Spirit of God, I have been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live yet not I, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the body, in the flesh, in other words, the physical life, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So, you can find the counterpart of that scripture in Romans chapter number 6, that talks about identification with Christ. When he died, he did not die for himself, he took our place, so he died for us. So when he died, I died with him. When he was crucified, I was crucified with him. When he died, I died with him. When he was buried, I was buried with him. When he was raised from the dead, the I called the old man, the old life, the man that was sold under sin, subject to the devil, the man of the dark realm, died with Jesus, and then a new man was raised from the dead. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Now, when a man is born again, his spirit is quickened and made alive. He is recreated. He was created once upon a time and he became um, corrupted or corrupt. Now, he is recreated. In other words, he is created once again. Now, no longer in Adam that fell and failed and faltered, but in Christ. Hallelujah. The winner man. Glory to God. <laughs> so we have been recreated. If you are born again here, you are a new creation. You are a new creation. Not an old folk, panabited and renovated and refurbished. You are a brand new person. Outrightly brand new. And um, you don't have any connection with your past. Someone says, really? Yeah. Well, some people think they are passing their mind, but God hasn't connected them with their past. New creation is, a, is an outright separation from your past. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Outright separation from your past. The Bible is very clear on this. 
Second Corinthians chapter number 5 and verse 17 tells us very clearly that if any man be in Christ is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all these things that have become new are of God. That means that the things that are not of God are not of this new man. You just have to believe God. Hello? You just have to believe God. What about my old sins? They're gone. The blood of Jesus took care of them. What about the old nature that loves to sin? It's gone. It's called the old man. Was crucified with Christ. When Jesus was raised from the dead, you were raised together with him, a new man. Brand new man, recreated in Christ Jesus. Can somebody say amen to that? Alright, so you were born again, that which is born of flesh, flesh, that which is born of spirit, spirit. So when you were born again, you, the real you, was recreated. You became a new man in Christ, disconnected from your past. Your sins have been forgiven you by God himself, who has the power and the right to forgive sins, legitimately and justly. He didn't cut corners to save you. He went through the right process to secure your salvation. So you have to be proud in it. God did not do 419 on the devil. I remember a preacher was preaching. <laughs> he said, God did 419 on the devil. And then he just swindled the devil. Praise God. Amen. God is not a swindler. Amen. God does not do 419 on people. He himself is not a 419er. Hallelujah. God is a just God. He went through a just process to secure your salvation. The devil cannot query God. He made you righteous, alright, in his own righteousness, so that he himself is not unrighteous, trying to make you righteous. No. So, he had to die. He had to give up himself. He had to sacrifice, so that it can be justly documented that indeed, your sins were paid for. In other words, he substituted himself and then paid for those things that we have done wrong. He made a ransom of our whole life. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God for that. Are you glad you're born again? Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I know sometimes some people are more excited, particularly ladies, on their wedding day than they were excited when they were saved. Hallelujah. Yeah. I believe they are more sensual than natural. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Why? Because they think that that is the D-Day. When the man, you know, and the woman just march through the aisle, you know, to the platform where the priest is standing. Hallelujah. And then he holds their hands, particularly the bride, you know, and then he joins the two of them together in the name of the Lord. The lady smiles. <laughs> this is my day. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to remind you of something in case you have forgotten. That there is no marriage in the resurrection. Hallelujah. But there is new creation in the resurrection. Glory to God. Now what you are doing on that altar is going to last for a lifetime here on earth. He does not transcend into the realm beyond. Hallelujah. He does not. <laughs> so enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. I said amen. amen. That's, that's it.
Amen. So I always tell my wives, let's enjoy this marriage. You. All right? Because there's no marriage in the resurrection. So, well, will I be able to recognize my wife when I see her? Why not? Amen. But you will not have that sensual, carnal attachment to her because it's not this kind of body. That's her. my wife. Glory to God. No. no. <laughs> there are some religious folks in some other sect of religion that believe that they will have virgins in heaven and a lot of virgins in heaven to enjoy and all that. You can't be in heaven and be enjoying virgins. Man, they don't feel that way in heaven. Amen. That feeling is only here upon the face of the earth. So marry and enjoy it. Amen. Praise God. What I'm saying in essence is this, that new creation transcends time into eternity. Alright? Alright? Marriage is only in time. In, even in the new earth, reproduction is not going to be by what we see right now. Amen? You know God can reproduce man without going through the woman. Hello? At least you saw Adam. Where did God take the woman from? Talk to me now. But that's not where we're going to. Amen? I was asking the Lord, I said, Lord, how will reproduction be in the new Jerusalem, the new earth? And then the Lord began to teach me. <laughs> if you want to hear that, see Pastor Tayo or <laughs> Pastor Tunde Adebi. I've shared some things with them along that line. Amen? Bible things, not heresy, all right? Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, the new man is the new man. In the light of Jesus Christ, he's a brand new man. No strings attached to the old. In your mind, you try to do that all the time, all right? But the truth is that there are no strings attached. God cut off the strings outrightly. This is a brand new man. See, this new man is not related to or with the old. They don't know each other. Alright? This new man speaks a brand new language in a new country, outrightly. Not the former country where sin used to reign. This new man is under the reign of righteousness. Jesus is his Lord, not the devil. He's a brand new man outrightly. You see, when the mind isn't renewed, the mind normally connects the new man back to the old. And the new man is kind of estranged, you know, to that thinking. The new man says, I can't relate with what you are saying. Can't you know, can't you understand when I used to steal? Alright? Well, the new man says, I've never stolen before. You remember, I, I used to prostitute. I used to sell my body out to guys for money. The young, new man says, I don't know. I don't understand that language, prostitution. It's not in my dictionary. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, the new man is a brand new man, outrightly brand new. Not walked upon, please understand that. Not renovated, not refurbished. Not rejuvenated. The new man is outrightly new. Alright? It's not like odd. Because, you see, when you say new, you have to understand the word new used there in the Greek. 
new brand Omo. It's still Omo. They just added some things to it and then they changed the packaging and say it's new, new brand Omo. Or brand new Omo, whatever it is they call it. <laughs> but the truth here is this that God did not make this new man in that light. The newness we're talking about here is something outrightly new, not fresh, of another source, of another kind. That has not been seen before with no relationship with or to the old. So if any man be in Christ, he is a brand new man. So walking in the spirit, therefore, is walking after the desires, after the appetite, after the yearnings, after the longings of this new man. This new man has been recreated to look like Christ. He has the nature of Christ. Hallelujah. So walking in the spirit is walking after the desire of that new man. Now let's go back to Galatians chapter number 5. And then you look at this here. In verse 16 it says this, I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit. I'm repeating a lot of things here because of some people that I'm just trying to carry along. Amen. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. Now what does that mean? The flesh lost against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. Now most of the time, a lot of people have been erroneously taught that anywhere in the Bible that you find the spirit starting with capital S, it is the Holy Spirit that is referring to. But that's not correct. You have to read in context to know what I was talking about, the Holy Spirit or he's talking about the spirit of man. Or he's talking about the spirit of Jesus. Or he's talking about the spirit of the father. Or he's talking about the ministering spirit in terms of angels. You have to read in context. You see, the Holy Spirit is not in the flesh. So the flesh can't lust against the Holy Spirit. Hello? No. The flesh cannot lust against the Holy Spirit. <laughs> See, the Spirit of God does not bear fruits of love, faithfulness, and all those. He himself is love. So it's not the Holy Spirit he's talking about here. He's talking about the spirit of man. The recreated human spirit. The born again human spirit. That's what he's referring to here. So, do not fall into this trap of fallacy of hasty generalization. Anywhere you see spirit starting with capital S, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. No, don't be dogmatic. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Hallelujah. 
get into the word and read in context and get to understand what the Lord is saying. Hallelujah. Knowing fully well that now the Spirit speaks what? Expressly. Okay? So, the flesh, talking about the body, the five physical senses, lost against the spirit, the recreated human spirit. See, when a man gets born again, one of the ways by which you know that this man is saved is that there is a commotion going on the inside. There's a war in the mind. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes some people come and say, when I wasn't born again, I wasn't feeling this way. But now I'm saved. <sighs> I want to do something and then this other thing is pulling me that don't do it, don't do it and all that. Amen. I say, you are genuinely saved. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God for you. You are saved now. Now the spirit desires something new. The spirit is born again. What it, the spirit feeds on is different from what the flesh feeds on. The five physical senses, when I say the flesh here, yeah, I'm not talking about the sin nature. For a Christian, the flesh is not the sin nature. But before he got born again, the flesh is both the sin nature and the five physical senses. But for a Christian who is saved, the flesh is not the sin nature. The flesh is the five physical senses. The sin nature is called the old man and was crucified with Christ. When Christ was crucified, he took your place legally and vitally. Hallelujah. And then we were crucified with him. We, the old we, we were crucified with him. Hallelujah. Now notice here, when you get born again immediately, it is the flesh, the five physical senses, the body, that will give the first attack to the spirit. Be. Because you see, this man is new. The flesh had been for long, and then the new man is coming in the same body. The flesh feels like, <laughs> I will fight you. Because you see, the body has been trained in a particular way. There is a proper inclination towards the natural. Now the spiritual has come to dwell in the same place. So, the flesh lusts against the spirit. It gives the spirit a first attack. And then the spirit fights back. And says, I'm the real man here. You, can, you cannot control me. Hallelujah. And the battlefield is the mind. Hello. The battlefield is the mind. Now, these things come in form of thoughts. And that's why sometimes some people, they go back and say, Oh Lord, sanctify me. <laughs> Need sanctification. This thing is bothering me so much. And then they go back and say, Lord, take me back to the cross. Take me back to the cross. You didn't do a finished work there. Take me back. Was I really crucified? Thou must crucify me again. Now, they make it sound spiritual before the Lord, amen, by speaking King James English. Alright? If you speak your natural language from your heart, God understands. So far you are speaking His will. You don't have to speak King James. Amen? 
Thou shalt take me back to the cross, my Father and my God. Amen. Now God says, I'm not a backward man. Amen. I'm not going to take you back to the cross. I'm moving you forward. Tell my people, go forward. Hallelujah. Amen. Go forward. God says, I'm moving you forward. He said, Lord, Lord, take me back to the cross. So God says, okay, I'm going to bring the light of my word to you so that you understand that you are done with the cross. So when you got born again, you are done with the cross. You are raised. Now you are living the resurrected life in Christ. The life that is enhanced by the Spirit of God on the inside of you. Some of us are not used to a fight. Alright, I was trained, you know, in that mentality. There's this kind of fight we used to fight in our neighborhood. They call it Gidigbo. <laughs> I don't know if you know Gidigbo. Alright, my mom had a first aid box at home, not for us, but for other kids. You know, you know that we maim or break their legs or bruise them, amen. <laughs> So, having trained in that mentality of being used to a fight, I like challenges. So, when I got born again, amen, and then I realized that, look, this issue here is this. Walking in the spirit is that I have to allow this man that is now born again rule in this body. The body cannot dictate to me what he wants any longer because the body is not born again. The body is not born again. We are still waiting for the salvation of the body. When he was alive shall appear in the sky in the twinkle of an eye we shall be caught up. And then this, you know, mortal shall put on immortality. And then the body that we shall have then shall be called immortal body like Jesus has it right now. Hallelujah. That is the kind of body that will not fight against the spirit. No matter how spiritual you are. No matter how high up in the spirit you are. You must learn to put your body under. Something that I have got into realm. That the body does not you know, show any desire any longer. That's not true. That's deceit. This is a death-doomed body. It is mortal, dying body. Always dying, crying for death. It's dying. So he wants to pull every man to die alongside with him. But you have to say, I, I live in Christ. I refuse to die. Alright, so I mortify the deeds of my body. In the name of Jesus. Walking in the spirit is allowing this new man... By the energy that the Spirit of God provides called grace. To put this body under and refuse to respond to the wrong desires. They are called lusts. Appetite of the body. Hallelujah. And one of the ways by which you can do that is to employ this rule and principle. Two are better than one. Say to yourself, say two. Are better than one. Please don't let your mind take side with your body. Your spirit will be helpless. And that's why your advantage. Is to get rid of your mind. 
and then put it under the influence of God's word so you can take side with the spirit that loves to do right, that loves to say right, so that two are better than one, the spirit now rules through the mind and puts the body under. And that's what the Bible calls renewing the mind. Romans chapter number 12, alright, verse 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, present your body, living sacrifice unto God, holy and accepted for this Jerusalem service. And then verse 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So renewing the mind, therefore, is a means by which you can, your mind, you can deliberately make your mind take side with your spirit. All right? So that two are better than one, the spirit can rule through the mind that is renewed and put the body under. Amen. Even at this stage, my body suggests some things to me. Hey, man of God. So what do you want? You are not going to pray right now. You will sleep all through. I say no. You know what I'm going to do? <laughs> you are the one that will be punished. Alright? I'm going to stand all through for the two hours that I'm going to be praying, you will feel the pain while I enjoy the refreshing. Though the outward man perishes, the inward man is renewed. I'm going to do just that. Please be careful with me. Alright? When you are tired and you want to feel me from moving on, I'll pray in tongues and you'll be refreshed. And we move on. Alright? Until I'm done with my assignment upon the face of the earth, you are not going to leave me. I command you to hear that. Okay, I succumb. Hallelujah. <laughs> hey, man of God. Can't you see that, 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 that child of God, that daughter of Zion? So what is it about her? Oh, man of God. Don't say you have not seen well. <laughs> well, I say well. The word says to treat every young lady in Christ as a sister with all purity. So that's what I choose to see. Okay, keep short then. See, if the mind does not know that, look again. If the first look does not reveal the three dimensions, give a second look. Oh, man of God. See, this, this, this is the flesh. Sometimes you think it's the devil speaking to you. But I know the demonic voices are more audible and with more wrong influence than the, the feelings of the body, the voice of the body. If the devil, I know, I know when the devil is speaking. I know this is not the flesh. This is the devil's talking, talking. <laughs> Praise God. Alright, for that one, you know what to do. Hey, shut up there. In the name of Jesus. My fellowship, my fellowship is with the Father and with the Son. I don't have fellowship with you. So get deep behind me, Satan. Hallelujah. 
Now, if, he, if the devil can get your attention to ask you a question, alright, and then you respond. Some people take delight in just fellowshipping with devils. Amen. They want to conduct deliverance. What is your name? What is your name? And he said, my name is Judas. You are a liar. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. My name is Jinodu. <laughs> no, you are lying. You're like, okay, I, I came from the land called chemistry. You just keep deceiving the person. Now, by the blood of Jesus, you must tell me the truth. <laughs> You're wasting your time. The devil will preoccupy you, all right? Draw you gradually and draw you into unbelief. You become angry and bitter. You will not be able to exercise authority again. Because authority is exercised in love. All right? In faith. Glory to God. Amen. I said amen. amen. So he says, walk in the spirit. You see, some people try to just stop the voice of the body to do wrong things just by human effort. It will not work. You don't do it that way. Some say, when I, when I fast, eh, and I'm almost dying, this body will leave me alone. And the issue is this, you, the body will so make life unbearable for you that you will leave the body. All right? <laughs> Fasting does not, it has nothing to do with it. Amen? Sometimes you even need to eat well so you can talk to the body. <laughs> Fasting has nothing to do with it. There's a place for fasting. You see, you cannot bring fasting as a mechanical means to exchange for the grace of God. How? So what do you do? You take the word of grace... Paul spoke to the elders at Miletus, the Ephesian elders. He says, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. This is the word of God's grace. You take this word and then you bury it into your thinking. How do you do that? Meditation. Meditation. You take this word and you bury it into your thinking, your mind, and you begin to meditate on this word and you lay it up within you. Thy word have I kept within me that I may not sin against thee. You begin to, how without or where shall a young man cleanse his ways? It's not by taking heed to thy word. So you begin to take heed to the word. Alright? When you have a vocabulary in the word of God for everything the devil tells you, not just being stubborn, I'm not going to do it, I'm not, leave me alone, leave me alone. you will still do it. It will, it will relax and say, okay. And then you go, you see the <laughs> it's panting. Because it's not the work of grace. God understands what I'm going through. <laughs> he knows how much I've been trying. Oh Lord, have mercy. Uh, where are you now? Okay. Um, which way are you taking? Um, this other side. Okay. We had the junction waiting for you. <laughs> now it's going into it again. 
because he's struggling. He has not gotten the right vocabulary. Because the mind has not been renewed. Not that he's not born again, he's born again. He's just carnal. Do you see that? He's just carnal. Carnality shows something. You know what carnality shows? It shows that you're a babe. Forget about your beards. Forget about your chronological age. You say, oh, I'm 32. You're a babe in Christ. That's what carnality shows. That you have not outgrown that. You grow up to a level, not that you are not going to be tempted again, no. You will be tempted. But you know the right vocabulary. No, not so. For it is written. You know the right vocabulary to say it is written. You know it is in your mind. Your mind has been trained to think that way. No, not so, devil. Amen. And when the body comes and then the thing is burning and all that. (laughs) For me, when I began to train my mind, oh boy, before. (laughs) It's when you see men of God, all right? Some people think that, ah, I wish I could be a man of God. Some people are just enjoying. They don't struggle. They don't have struggles. They are holy people. <laughs> Try and be a man of God, please. <laughs> All right? Hmm? <clears throat> and then, oh, all kinds of issues in my mind. I was a Sunday school teacher. Sunday school teacher. I was teaching the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Whereas I had issues in my mind. When I fall asleep like this, I would see all kinds of ladies. I would see them all kinds. I said, Lord, because I didn't have good understanding of God's word, when are you going to deliver me from this body of sin? <laughs> ah. So I went to one anointed brother. I said, I know the glory of God is on you. Lay hands on me. And drive away the demon of lust. <laughs> the brother who didn't have a good understanding of God's word, <laughs> so he laid hands on me. So I fell under the power. I stood up from the power. I went to my room. I began to lost the gate. Ah, I said, Lord, there's something wrong somewhere. The brother didn't have the enough anointing. Let me look for another brother. And then he began to lay hands on me. And lay hands on me. I was, I was almost growing bored. So I said to myself, there's another way to this thing. Ah. So I went to the Lord. I said, Lord, I know I'm born again. I know I'm a Christian. I know I have a calling. I can't die like this. <laughs> you have to do something about my case. 
you must do something about my kids. <clears throat> In my background, they used to call there is there's this prayer they call taquology. Amen. That's where I came from. They call it taquology. That you just come to God and say, hey, I'm just here with you. I'm not I'm not leaving you until you do it. So that was what I used. I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. I prayed, I prayed in tongues. I prayed in understanding. I didn't hear anything. You see, some of us, if you don't know how to receive from God while awake, it will always cause you to sleep before you receive revelation. So that's the only time God speaks to some people is during dream, when they are asleep in the dream. Why? Because they don't know how to receive revelation while they are awake. You have to calm down for God to speak to you. Be still and know that I'm God. So having prayed, I thought that as I would pray, I did that for like three days. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> so sanctified common sense told me that relax. I just said, relax. I relaxed. So I was quiet. And then this still small voice came. Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. <laughs> if you know what is wrong with me. <laughs> you will not be saying Galatians, Galatians 2.20. <laughs> what I need is de- de- a serious deliverance. A thunderstorm in my room blasting the whole place. Now you are delivered. Oh yeah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. That was what I was I was waiting for. It took me seven days to listen to that voice. Galatians 2:20. What am I gonna do with it? So when I struggled and struggled and struggled, I said, let me even look at what is inside that Galatians 2.20. So I read it. I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. So I began to think in my heart. Crucifixion. It was Jesus that was crucified, not me. So, how, how do I come in? So, the Spirit of God began to speak to me. So, that was where I learned that if you want to hear God, you don't shout. <laughs> when you pray, and pray in tongues, loud to a level, you come down, and you sit quietly, meditating on the Word of God, the voice of God will come to you. If you learn that more often than not, maybe God will be speaking to you, Maybe twice in a year, through a vision or a dream. Because for me, I, I don't dream. If I dream like this, I know ah, it has to come to pass. Now I don't dream. I don't have dreams. 
I don't mean God does not speak to people through dreams or visions. Alright? But if there's a danger ahead, must you sleep before God speaks to you? Talk to me now. Say, God, oh, the Lord won't speak to me. I'm coming. <laughs> and then when you wake up, <coughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank God for the word of God. Amen. <laughs> I went through a lot in ignorance. A lot. So the Lord directed me and said, Go to Romans 6 and read Romans 6. So I began to study Romans 6. How that when Jesus was crucified, he took my place, I was crucified. Oh, and when the Spirit of God opened my eyes, that was it. And then he now took me back to Hebrews 13, from verses 3 down to 5. That the reason he said that is so I can boldly say, Ah, and that was where I learned confession. So, when I got some egging books on confession, I was voracious about it. Because I had been in serious issues with my mind. So, I began to confess the word of God. I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, Christ. And I began to say that. I began to say that. I began to say that. And then the thing came back again. I said, Lord, I have, I have been confessing the word of God. Why did it come back again? Amen. And then the Lord led me to Luke chapter number 4, where Jesus was tempted. The Bible says, and the devil left him for a season to come back again. Oh, I see. So, even if it comes back again, I still have my victory. So, I enforce it. Okay. I see. So, when the thing came back again, I said, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, Christ lives in me. When I said that, the thing vanished. The influence left. I said, wow, this is good, man. Praise God. And then he came back again. I said, <laughs> I did it then. I'm doing it again. I have been crucified with Christ. So the word began to gain root. And influence in my mind. And then it began to increase. It began to increase. Amen. So if it's a suggestion now, the body feels somehow. I say, you shut up there. I'm not going to do that. I'm a new man. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I have one life. The new life. In Christ Jesus. Amen. I'm not going to do that. Now, I'm, I'm going to walk away from that now in Jesus' name. And I do just that. Amen. So, well, is it that easy? Yeah. If you allow your mind to be renewed to a level that your mind takes sides with your spirit, you can do that very easily. So, this I say then, walk in the spirit. Do you see that? And you shall not fulfill the appetite of the flesh. The flesh has appetite for wrong things. 
Hallelujah. And there are times that you do something wrong and then your spirit says, no, no, this is, this is not it. Go and apologize. Go and say, I'm sorry. And then the flesh says, is it all the time that you be saying, I'm sorry? Are you stupid? Why can't you prove a point just for once? Uh-uh. What does he think he is? Can he be ordering you around? What kind of thing is that? Christianity does not mean that you are stupid. <clears throat> Alright? Allow this holy anger for once. Jesus went into the temple and was angry. How can an infidel like that be talking to you? The new nature says, love is the excellent way. Go and apologize. If the mind is not renewed, you will not apologize. Until a strong word comes under the anointing that overshadows the mind. That is when you now say, when I leave the church, when I leave church today, I will go and apologize. You could have done that long time ago. If you had given attention to the word of God. Amen. Is someone getting something here? So walking in the spirit here means allowing this new nature dominate you, rule you. This new nature is the nature of God. It's the nature of love. It's a giving nature. You know, I remember when I started out giving. My body would always tell me something. It will finish. Or it will soon finish. It will soon finish. You will finish it though. You will finish it. You will finish it. There won't be anything with you again. You will finish it. When you finish it, you will know. Amen. But the Spirit says it is more blessed to give than to receive. In giving, we receive more. In giving, we receive more. In giving, we receive more. So which do you respond to? If the mind is not renewed, you will say, I don't want it to finish. After all, I'm not your daddy, I'm not your mommy. I don't owe anybody anything. I labored for my money. You know the way. There, go and look for a job and do something with your life. You can't eat me and finish me. <laughs> you know, there are times we voice out what the flesh, you know, tells us to say. That's carnality. Say it's stupid. Say it. See, if you don't say it, it will take you for a ride. Say that he's stupid. Say it. And you see, you might be jailed for it. Slap him just once. Don't, don't, don't think about the concept. Just slap him. You'll teach him a lesson. Just once. Amen? That's the flesh. And if you don't feed the spirit with the word, renew the mind with the word of God, the flesh becomes so strong. And when the flesh is so strong that it can tell you to do something at any time, T, and you can do it, that is called carnality. To be carnally minded is what? Death. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. And one thing I've also noticed, I'm just sharing with you from my heart, that 
as you begin to walk in the spirit and you take the first step, all right, the next step is going to be easier than the first one you took. But if you don't take the first step, it's going to be so difficult. All right? If you say no to a lossful advance or set of advances from someone, the first time responding to your spirit, when you want to say no again, it becomes easier. When you say no, 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 the flesh dwindles, the influence of the flesh dwindles in that area. Not that the flesh won't say it again, but you always say no. But if you say yes, 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 yes to the flesh, you're serving the flesh, you're feeding the flesh, you are building up the flesh, you are giving the flesh an occasion, an opportunity. So it becomes what? Strong and stronger and stronger until it becomes the strongest. Hallelujah. Let me, let me read some things to you and then we'll close. Romans Romans chapter number 6. Please permit me to read the whole chapter and then we'll close. Alright? What shall we say then? Verse 1. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin, live any longer therein. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Please, the message translation, get it ready. Romans 6. Alright? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man, that is the, the man of sin, the sin nature. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth, we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died no more, death had no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he lives, he lives unto God. Likewise, in the same manner. Reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Do you see that? Reckon ye yourself to be dead to sin. Now, if you don't reckon it, the word reckon here means count it to be so. I have put some money in your account. Count it to be so that I have put some money in your account. Say, so I don't count it to be so. Then you can withdraw it. 
But if you count it to be so, that means you've acknowledged that there's money in your account that I put there. Then you can go and withdraw it. Reckon ye yourself. Also yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So you reckon it. Seeing I'm a dead man, I'm dead to you. I'm alive. Only to God in Christ Jesus. Now how do you reckon it that way? It is in your mind that you reckon it. If you don't reckon it in your mind, it is not reckoned. Hallelujah. Now let me, let me say this to you. Look up. There is a part of this new life that you should enjoy in this world. The other part is in eternity. If you do not walk in the spirit, you will be going to heaven as though going through hell. Life will be miserable for that kind of a person. Alright? Because that kind of a person cannot enjoy the fullness of God's blessings. Because you will allow the flesh not to give, give and shall be given unto you. The person won't receive. The person will be walking in unforgiveness and all kinds of terrible things. The person cannot enjoy the blessing of peace in the soul. Hallelujah. For a Christian who wants to enjoy the blessings of God here upon the face of the earth, all right, you must learn to walk in the Spirit. Because such persons, such or such people will go in right on, headlong into a ditch. The Spirit will be screaming, but they are too carnal to hear. So if you renew your mind and grow your spirit and develop your spirit, you will enjoy life much more. Much more. Reckon yourself to be dead to sin. You have to reckon it. The only thing that is left is for you to reckon it. Acknowledge that you are dead to sin. That's the only thing that is left. He has done a finished work for you. You died with him when he was crucified. You were crucified with him. When he died, you died with him. When he was buried, you were buried with him. The old man was buried with him. When he was raised from the dead, the old man was not raised though. It was the new man that was raised. So if any man being Christ, is a brand new man. Hallelujah. Do you see that? Are you ready for me? Huh? Okay. Bumi, let's read this in the... Um, message translation. Amen. Alright. Romans chapter 6 from verses 1 to the end. Amen. Let's listen please. So what do we do? Keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving. I should hope not. If we've left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? Or didn't you realize we packed up and left there for good? That is what happened in baptism. When we went under the water, we left the whole country of sin behind. When we came up out of the water, we entered into the new country of grace, a new life in a new land. 
That's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we are lowered into the water, it is like the burial of Jesus. When we are raised up out of the water, it is like the resurrection of Jesus. Each of us is raised into a light-filled world by our Father so that we can see where we are going in our new grace sovereign country. Could it be any clearer? Our old way of life was nailed to the cross with Christ. A decisive end to that sin, miserable life. No longer at sins every beck and call. What we believe is this. If we get included in Christ's sin-conquering death, we also get included in his life-saving resurrection. We know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a signal of the end of death as the end. Never again will death have the last word. When Jesus died, he took sin down with him, but our life, he brings God down to us. From now on, think of it this way. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. God speaks your mother tongue and you hang on every word. You are dead to sin and alive to God. That's what Jesus did. Amen. Amen. Did you hear that? That's Romans chapter number 6 and verse 11. What does this read? How does it read in um, King James? Likewise reckon yourself, right? Now read it, read it again in the message translation. From now on, think of it this way. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing now to notice, you. Now notice, reckon yourself. From now on, think of, of it, what? This, this way. way. There's a particular way to think, to live above sin. Hello? There's a particular way to think. If the thinking is not in line with what the word says, there will always be this struggle. There's a graceful thinking in line with the word. Alright? Think of it this way. Which way? Read it again, please. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. Sin now speaks what? A dead language that means what? Nothing Nothing to to you. you. You see that? Why? Because you have been crucified with Christ. You are dead to sin. Now you are alive to God through Christ Jesus. So sin now speaks a language that is dead. Dead language. It means nothing to you. Does that mean sin will not speak? It will speak. But are you going to respond to it? No. So as you get your mind to think of it this way. Do you see that? Okay. Go on please. God speaks your mother tongue. Eleven, please. We are not done with eleven. Yeah. God speaks your mother tongue. God speaks your mother tongue, right? And Uh you hang on every word. Now, what's the mother tongue? The word of God. The word. All right. And that's righteousness. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh huh. Go on. You are dead to sin and alive to God. Okay. That's what Jesus did. That means you must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives. Do you see that? Hmm? That sin is political, right? Always canvassing for a vote. So please don't vote sin to power. Alright? Don't. So don't give it. says canvassing for vote. Can you vote for me? Say no. Alright, I have given my vote to God. Sorry, you came very late. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Go on, please. Don't give it the time of day. Don't even run little errands that are connected with that old way of life. Do you see that? Little errands. 
Please read that place again. Oh. Don't even run little errands that are connected with that old way of life. Okay. Throw yourselves wholeheartedly and full time. Remember, you've been raised from the dead into God's way of doing things. Into God's way of doing things. Someone says, is it that easy? You must think it. You will take that word, you give time to it, and begin to think it again and again and again. Many of us here are medical doctors. All right? You've been thinking this way now because you were trained for six years. Huh? Six years in school, one year housemanship. Huh? Amen? Plus X. Um, no, forget. I'm talking normally now. <laughs> Praise God. <clears throat> now, you've been thinking when you hear anything or you see anybody, the way you examine the person, say, mm, you'll be calling some terminologies. That's your training. That's the way you reason now. For six years, they put that into you. To reason this way, you have to meditate on the word of God again and again. It is cooling. Sometimes they say, we have been crucified with Christ. But I still have issues with sin and all that. My girlfriend will not allow me rest and all that. The issue is this. You've been thinking in a particular way. Huh? That's the thinking. Now you are born again. There are some kind of yoking that you must not allow and then your mind must begin to reason this way again and again and again and again and again. Then in a day I would read Romans chapter 6 about 15 times until I saw it. You think Zinawasa? This is schooling now. You came, some of you will finish from where you here. You just come in there and then <clears throat> you just entered in and received certificate and came out. You think say now, sir? You will school your mind. You, you sit down. Ah. See, being a Christian is, is, is hard work. You have to be diligent. Giving all diligence out to your faith. But some of us, can someone lay hands on me and just drive everything away? Amen. You, should we pray for you to go and meet the Lord? To be with the Lord? You finish your assignment. That's all. You won't have any issue with the body again. Lord, receive his spirit. <laughs> Listen, I don't want that. Then know how to put the body under. Until you finish your assignment here. <laughs> Amen. And that's it. Please read. Thank you. Sin can tell you how to live. After all, you're not living under that old tyranny any longer. Mm -hmm. You are living in the freedom of God. Now listen to this. That means sin cannot force you. That Hey, that babe, go and sleep with that babe. You must sleep with this babe. You must do it now. And sin does not have that order over you again. If you do it, you chose to. So you say, I fell into... Fall, in, fall into what? You walked, walked into it like this. <laughs> There's no falling into anything for a Christian. Huh? You walked into it. Hello? Hi. Are we still together? Yes. So you are not under that old ty tyranny. Again, you are free. 
sin cannot give you order. That, like when you were an unbeliever, stand up, steal that money, go and drink. You just stand up, steal the money, and then you go and drink. Now, as you are going on your way, call your friends, enjoy together. Next week for your birthday, organize babes. Set up guys. Let them come and just fall into a retinue of babes. And then you say, ah, we set them up. Like GD did for us. Now, that's an order. You can't resist it. But now you are born again, you are not under the order of sin. Sin can tell you, sit down there. Never. Not even the devil. See, if you don't, re- if you don't see it that way and renew your mind that way, you feel like, ah, sin is powerful. Pastor does not even know what we are going through. If he knows what we are going through, Pastor, just, just pray for the mercy of God for us. We are going through issues. It is well. You have to renew your mind. School it. Get into the school of the word. Get a BSc. Get MSc. Get PhD. Alright? And then become a prof. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You become a professor. You begin to confess the word constantly. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then become professor emeritus. And then devote your whole life, your whole life to studying. Hallelujah. Amen. Go ahead, please. So since we are out from under the old tyranny, does that mean we can live any old way we want? Since we are free in the freedom of God, can we do anything that comes to mind? Hardly. You know well enough from your own experience that there are some acts of so-called freedom that destroy freedom. Offer yourselves to sin, for instance, and it's your last free act. But offer yourselves to the ways of God, and the freedom never quits. All your lives, you've let sin tell you what to do. But thank God, you started listening to a new master. Hmm. One whose command sets you free to live openly in his freedom. I'm using this freedom language because it's easy to picture. You can readily recall, can't you, how at one time, the more you did just what you felt like doing, not caring about others, not caring about God, the worse your life became and the less freedom you had. And how much difference is it now as you live in God's freedom, your life's healed and expansive in holiness? As long as you did what you felt like doing, ignoring God, you didn't have to bother with right thinking or right living or right anything for that matter. But do you call that a free life? What did you get out of it? Nothing you are proud of now. Where did it get you? A dead end. But now that you've found you don't have to listen to sin, tell, but now that you've found you don't have to listen to sin, tell you what to do. And I've discovered the delight of listening to God telling you, what a surprise. A whole healed, put together life right now, with more and more of life on the way. Work hard for sin your whole life, and your pension is death. But God's gift is real life. <laughs> Please read that again. (laughs) Work hard for sin your whole life and your pension is death. You see that? What kind of pension is is that? (laughs) That's a deadly pension. So if you work hard for sin, trying to fulfill the desires of sin, alright, you know your pension? Please read it again. 
Work hard for sin your whole life and your pension is death. But God's gift is real life, eternal life, delivered by Jesus, our Master. Amen. Amen. Say amen to the reading of God's word. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Can you, let's stand to our feet, we are done. (laughs) Give the Lord a shout of praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. You have to practice. That's what you need. That's all you need. All right. You have to practice and practice and renew your mind and renew your mind. That's what you need. Amen. Stretch forth your hands to God and speak to Him. I don't want a pension of death. You have given me life, real life. I live for you all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus. I walk in the light of your word all the days of my life. Thank you, Father. So Thank you, Father. Glory to your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. If you are here, you are not born again.